0: The $26 million Opal Tower bill. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, Florian Heiser here, and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I thought we'd start the day by having a look at this news.com.au article about the $26 million bill for Icon. This will be interesting to follow on with this case, what's eventuating at Opal Tower, If you're not familiar with it, it was cracking in some panels and the owners or body corporate sued the state government because they owned the land and there was a a portion where they considered the developer so they could sue them. The state government went after the developer or the builder saying they need to indemnify them. So it is now turned into the age-old blame game which is a fun part when you're involved in the construction even if you're, you know, even if you have done nothing wrong, you can get swept up into these lawsuits, guys. That's that's one of the challenges of being involved in the construction industry at all. It's all good fun. So builders of the cracked apartment complex Opal Towers have revealed the multi-million dollar cost of the building's evacuation in court documents filed this month. Icon Co. says it has spent 26.5 million so far on fixing defects and covering other costs for residents and owners, including more than $10 million for accommodation in hotels and other storage costs. Residents of the 392-unit building in Sydney Olympic Park were evacuated on Christmas Eve 2018 after they heard loud noises and felt minor tremors. Cracking was later discovered on three floors. Now, there's just one one takeaway from this, guys, that we need to dwell on. The builder didn't, uh, builder didn't phoenix, they didn't disappear. They were large enough that they could handle this amount of money. They could bankroll it to keep it going. So that is a positive. That is a positive, and that I will, you know, say good on Icon for doing that. Because how many times have we been going over these stories recently where the builder just disappeared, phoenixed, or you know, shut down his motorhome company and worked for his son? How many times have we heard of these type of things? So that's that's one thing where we can, you know, say good work on the builder So provide that accommodation for these people, even though Christmas Eve, you've got to look at the silver lining somewhere, guys. So The evacuation happened less than six months after the first residents moved into the landmark building, which offers expansive views of the city and features attractive sky gardens. And they're these guys here. An interim report released by the New South Wales government earlier this year found several design and construction issues likely caused the damage to Opal Towers. Unit owners are now suing the Sydney Olympic Park Authority, the state government body that owns the land the, that Opal Tower sits on, in what is expected to be a multi million dollar lawsuit. In response, the authority has lodged cross claims against those involved in overseeing the design and construction of the building, including Australian Avenue Developments, Proprietary Limited, ECove, and Icon Co. This month, Icon Co., the company that constructed the building, also lodged a cross claim against w s p arguing the structural engineers should be liable for its losses as well as any damages it may have to pay unit owners i I feel sorry for all the people involved in this you know including all of the owners. This is just a nightmare. this is just a nightmare and notice it is a design and construct procurement process that was involved in this project, and i'm quite critical of that methodology of procuring those buildings. You'll see, I'd argue it's a common factor in a lot of these issues that we're seeing because the the problem is when you're going in that design and construct method, the traditional policemen of the industry, the architects and the certifiers, can often be underneath the contractor. And that can cause conflicts of interest and it can disrupt communication flows, particularly if there are issues with the building. Documents filed at the New South Wales Supreme Court on December 3 suggest ICON should be reimbursed for $26 million and change in costs. This includes 6.8 million spent on accommodation and storage costs for unit owners, as well as $4 million on accommodation costs for renters. Another $144,913 was spent on covering lost rental income for owners who were unable to lease their properties in the aftermath of the evacuation and during. The repair works. Icon says it has cost $13.7 million so far to fix the common property, and $128,531 was paid to owners for access to certain units so repairs could be done. Another $1.7 million was paid to the owners' corporation to cover insurance costs, so it did not have to ask owners for the money. The court documents also revealed more details about the structural problems at Opal Tower, ...and how they may have occur- occurred. Icon Co. argues that WSP... ...failed to design load-bearing beams... ...known as hob beams... ...that were strong enough to prevent the cracking... ...and also did not specify a... Sp- ...specific strength of concrete. Ooh. That would be concerning. Here's the damage floor. Look, look at that. I mean, you don't want that in a unit. And here is damage at the Opal Tower. It also suggests... WSP approved design changes to allow precast panel level 4 to be replaced with an in-situ wall and to increase the thickness of the panel on level 10 to 200mm. Okay, I'm going to have to get those documents and go through them, I think. Icon Co says it sent WSP a photo of an electrical conduit placed within a hob beam and received reply that the photo appeared to comply with structural drawings, so assumed it was in accordance with the design. See, this is the thing, guys. This is how it can happen. Just little emails can get sent back and forth. Photographs can get sent. And they're making, you know... Icon made an assumption based on this information. So we'll see. We'll see where this goes. This will be interesting to follow. Icon Co. also says, It was led to believe that WSP had approved certain other changes because it had placed a review review stamp on the drawings. So, this is the, the issue. If If you get a shop drawing done by a third party, like a panel fabricator, and then they get the engineer to review it. The engineer isn't taking complete responsibility of it, but they are reviewing it. Hmm. Yeah, this is going to be messy, guys. This includes changes to the thickness of the panel on level 16, and reducing the amount of grout used between the precast panel and the hob beams that they sat on. The review stamp indicates the drawing has been reviewed. No comments and noted. The drawing has been checked for structural adequacy only. In the final compliance with the design intent it also notes the review does not relieve the builder of responsibility under the contract compliance with specific requirements and statutory regulations remain the responsibility of the builder see this is the problem guys this is when it gets murky who takes responsibility for this it's still the builder's job to ensure it complies with the design and wsp are doing a favor and essentially checking it that's where A third-party engineer should be hired in this process to review the drawings, I would say, of the shop drawing. Oh, it's messy. It's going to be messy, guys. WSP carried out site inspections throughout the building process, and Icon says it did not raise any issues about the changes. The two companies also appear to be in a standoff over the rectification works, which are expected to commence by March 2020. Icon says WSP is... using to provide rectification design certification to confirm its design drawings comply with the building code of Australia and other relevant standards but WSP is asking ICON to clarify why it needs to provide this certificate there you go, well yes that's that's interesting that they're asking for that information you will often get, in this situation you'll often get builders getting you design certificates trying to take on responsibility that is the builder's responsibility I've had that I've had a job out at the airport where they wanted me to sign off that everything was in compliance with the drawings. And I go, no, I can't do that. You fired me from the contract administration stage. You said you didn't need me to come and visit the site. You've got to sign it. So that was was a a dodgy client, that one there, going through that process, just trying to cut corners and save money. So guys, what do you think? Who do you think's at fault? Where do you think it will end up? It seems like a really messy process that has gone through, and this is where just a slight change, a slight variation, can have huge implications on a job like this. It's gonna be messy. Let me know what your opinions are in the comments, guys. You think it's a icon issue? You think it's a WSP issue? You think they missed something? See, if they missed one little thing on a drawing done by a third party, there you go. This is why I like uh, getting building information modeling data from the sh- shoppies bringing it in to cross-check and the- do an error check with your data. Not just look at the drawings. I hate reviewing the drawings. Anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Let me know what your opinion is. Please like, share, and subscribe to the channel. If you enjoy the content and want to help us produce more, I have a Patreon where you can make a small donation. We also have Amazon and eBay affiliate links and merch on the HeiserSets website. Take care, guys. Have a great day. And I will see you later.